Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic phase. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 167th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has given up. And today we uncover Holy Lover gifts 27, 31, 32, and 33. And this is part Three plus live phone calls from you. You can also call from your browser at callingstudio.com slash radical one. So get in that queue and please remember to give back and help other marriages by sharing this podcast in. And if you are getting value, give it a big thumbs up. Don't wait. Get in the queue. Call 313 radical for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And as we always do, we start with our quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, if a woman does not obtain natural gratification from the sexual act, there is a danger that her experience of it will be qualitatively inferior and will not involve her fully as a person. It is usually the result of the egoism in the man who failing to recognize the subjective desires of the woman in intercourse and the objective laws of the sexual process taking place in her. Sex merely sex merely his own seeks merely his own satisfaction, sometimes quite brutally. End quote. St. Pope John Paul II book Love and responsibility. Bam. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confused. Okay, okay, we are back. And so that quote is very, very important in that we understand that many times we as men do not understand how important it is for our wives and that we involve her in our lovemaking and not let our ego um, inside of the bedroom. Um, and it's hard. It's very hard. Um, you wouldn't think that the church will cover this, but of course the church does. The church covers everything. <laughs> and so with that being said, um, basically a lot of times women when during the marital embrace are treated like an object. And so this is where Pope uh, John Paul is going with this. And so I ask you to kind of consider this quote as we go through today's part three of um, um, of what we've been covering for the last two days. And so this is the last day. Today may go a little longer than normal because um, I really want to get this finished so that next week I can start on something else. <laughs> so with that being said, now to Catholic Alpha's radical rant of the day. How to Save My Marriage When My Wife Has Given Up, The Effects of Premature Ejaculation on the Marriage, and Why a Husband Must Become a World-Class Lover, Part 3. 
Now, in this episode, uh, I will discuss three more Holy Lover gifts and and gifts that I have been referring to without name. So throughout this whole time, these last couple of days, I've been going through this without, um, you know, kind of referring to these other gifts um, as we, you know, without really naming them. But they are all included um, in this whole whole thing. With that being said, let's. But first, let me again give a definition of a holy lover. So, a holy lover is something that I came with, with up with for my program and um, for my website, CatholicAlpha.com, which is you becoming the man God created you to be, and you becoming the husband that your wife needs. Which is, um, which is the definition of a holy lover. Now, let me state these four gifts. And discuss them a little. So today we'll cover Holy Lover gifts 27, 31, 32, and 33. Um, I'm going to explain them a little bit and then we're going to move on. Again, if you want to know the first, when I get into the first uh, two parts of this, which is episodes um, 165 and 166, you can visit my um, blog. I mean, I'm sorry, visit uh, my YouTube channel uh, at. Um, Catholic Alpha Radical Live doc, um, Catholic Alpha Radical Live, and then look the the, the live tab, and you can see episodes one sixty five and one sixty six, which goes really deep into premature ejaculation. But today, with this part three of the series, what we're going to do is go into three other gifts besides um, the premature ejaculation because they all kind of go together. And then with the next week or with the next couple of weeks, we're going to get into erectile dysfunction the causes of it, how to solve it, what can you do to um, to make sure that you don't get it, um, and and uh, what it can do, what, uh, um, what things like masturbation and pornography and stuff like that, how that, that goes along with erectile dysfunction, okay? Um, so with that being said, let's focus on what we have today. Now, gift 27 states of the holy lover gifts, holy lover gift, Number 27 states, a holy lover is not a premature ejaculator. So, and then 31, gift 31 states, a holy lover never loses his cool, which is lose control un- until his beloved has had, has experienced all of the orgasms she needs for unmitigated sexual satisfaction, usually 10. Gift 32 states, a holy lover must become a master of lovemaking in service of his beloved and the father, God, Okay. And then gift 33 states a holy lover must stand, must understand the female orgasm in service of his beloved wife. Now I will go into short explanation of each one of those gifts and then we will take a break and we will be back and get this show on the road. Okay. Next. So next gift 27 states a holy lover is not a premature ejaculator. So, which means you as a husband never lose your cool before your wife has had all the sexual peaks she needs for that making love session. Okay. So be sure that's kind of what we're going into that you want to prolong the sex session to help your wife relax and get her body ready for you. Okay. So that's what, that's what premature ejaculation is. So gift 31 states, a holy lover never loses his cool or loses control um, or ejaculates until his beloved has experienced all the orgasms she needs for unmitigated sexual satisfaction, usually 10. Notice I didn't say once, I said needs. Why? Because this is one of the big things, mistakes in my marriage. I deemed sexual peace for my wife was something she wanted, which of course they do. Don't get me wrong. But but many times in sharp contrast, I discovered that Sexual peaks aren't necessarily what she wants, but something that she needs to sense security, happiness, and absolute love for me, her beloved husband. Okay. And then two more gift 32 states a holy lover must become a master of lovemaking in service of his beloved and the father. You um, have much more power and influence in your marriage than you think. Many husbands get little feedback concerning their lovemaking, usually because they're intimidated and don't want to ask their wife's insight or worse yet, receive unfavorable results. And wives, for the most part, are not honest about their intimacy because they don't want to hurt their husband's feelings or they don't want him to get upset and start an argument. And this is this is why. I can't express to you enough. You don't go out talking about sex with 
your buddies and your friends, especially if you're a man talking to other women, if you're a woman talking to other men uh, about the sex in your in your bedroom with your wife and your husband. Uh, and because the only person that can help you in this area is your husband or your wife. But as a man, we cannot let our ego to get in the way when our wife, we have a discussion about this and our wife is telling us that she's a little unhappy or whatever the, the situation might be. But we must learn to have adult conversations about intimacy um, outside our bedroom and inside our bedroom because you will not, it will not get better. It will not get better. Okay. This is like I said, intimacy is the second most important thing in your marriage because it builds an co- emotional connection with your spouse, especially women. And if you allow that to, to, if you allow that to go in your marriage, then you don't have much left except duty. And I'm telling you a lot of times, especially for women, because they're emotional, duty and honor don't mean much. That really doesn't. That emotional closeness is what they're looking for. All right. If they don't have it, they will start to make not very intelligent decisions about their marriage, especially if they're in menopause. Okay. So this is why it's important that you become uh, a master of lovemaking, intimacy, understanding what it is, what it's about how to do it properly, not let your ego in the way, not get on your wife and get upset with your wife when she starts to have a conversation about it, okay? Or, let's see, um, this is like arguing and uh, with our wife uh, about this is a huge mistake and a bit cowardice. It's so funny. We could talk to our buddies regarding sex and all kinds of stuff, but we can't even say the word in a serious discussion to the person who can help us the most, our beloved wife. How unfortunate. And the last gift, which really encompasses all the other gifts um, in uh, in the whole in the ma- making love mastery category, is gift thirty three. A holy lover must understand the female orgasm in service of his beloved. The female orgasm is somewhat complicated. Therefore, if you don't verse yourself in the intricacies of your beloved, you will disappoint her, not on one occasion, but her disappointment can become a regular occurrence. Trust me, you don't want this headache. So some questions you should present to yourself is as follows. These are questions that you should be asking yourself. Do you know the answers to their little graphic, just a little graphic. But sometimes, as I said, you got to kind of say stuff. You can't really because you got to make sure people understand. I don't I'm not kind of I don't like talking in code. I'm not a woman. I'm a man. I don't like talking in code because <laughs> then I get confused. OK, but. This gift is very important um, as men should understand the, the female orgasm. Why? Not so you can go out and have sex with all these other women. No, so that you can understand the, how to serve your beloved wife. And these are some of the questions that you should be asking yourself. And if you don't know these questions, you need to figure out and start to get some answers. So these are some questions you should present to yourself and is as follows. How long does it take your wife to climax the first time during lovemaking? The next question is, is one is one sexual peak enough for her needs or does she need 5, 10, 20 or more for total satisfaction? The next question is, what are the many ways that your wife can reach her sexual peak? Next, how can I tell if uh, how can um, I tell if she has reached her sexual peak? How can I tell when she is close to a sexual peak? Have I indeed placed her needs first? And these are just a few questions. However, there are many, many more in consideration. Put your mind to work. Learn your wife's mysteries. We're talking about your wife, the mother of your children. Does she deserve any less? Okay. And this is how, this is where men fail as husbands. This is where men fail in the intimacy department. This is where men fail in the faith department. We get to a certain point. We think we know it all. We think we're the man. We get our ego in the way. We think we know it. I already know that. I don't got to mess with that no more. And we stop trying to progress to greater to greater fields. We stop trying to progress, progress and get better in what we're doing. Okay. And this is a problem that you cannot in your marriage, you can't do not do that with God. You cannot do that with your wife or in your marriage. You cannot do that. And you definitely 
can't do that in the intimacy department, okay? So, with that being said, that is the first segment. Um, we are going to be discussing this in more depth today. And when we come back, we are going to get to um, the problems that premature ejaculation can cause in our marriage and the symptoms that you can see um, tell that your wife um, is starting to have problems and that you should be asking yourself, how do I help her solve these and get those fixed? Stay with me. Bam. You're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. All right, all right, real back. So let's get this show rolling. So as promised, the radical rant of the day, how to save my marriage when my wife has given up, defeating premature ejaculation in our marriage, and why a husband must become a world-class lover. Again, what is premature ejaculation? Let's define this term. Uh, premature ejaculation is a husband that loses cool, ejaculates or loses control before his beloved is in complete satisfaction. Again, I didn't say one. I said satisfied. Why? Because your wife needs many more sexual peaks than one for fulfillment. Even she doesn't know that. Okay. And if you get in the habit of denying her this gift, she will begin to suspect you don't care and you don't love her that you aren't close. Intimacy inside and outside the bedroom is so important. Why? Because your mouth stops doing all the work. Your mouth stops doing all the work and your actions start doing the work. If in the side of the bedroom, you prove to your wife without your mouth moving that you completely love her, she will get that a lot more. She will um, trust that a lot more. Okay. And when you make love with your wife and you include God and things like that, and you you're in bliss and you explore each other, you learn each other more. You understand each other more. Your, your character changes between each other more. Okay. And that's why this is important. Please do not underestimate this. You do a lot of work in prayer. You do a lot of work with understanding our Lord. You do a lot of work in trying to get communication, and then you get in here and you screw up the intimacy part. If, if it was just about prayer, then I'd just say, hey, everybody, just go pray. I'll see you later. If it was just about sex, I'd say, hey, everybody, just learn how to be a great lover, and then I'll see you later. If it was just about communicating better, I'd say, hey, everybody, just go learn how to communicate with your wife and I'll see you later. But that is not the case. It's a, The problem is women are complicated. Marriage is complicated. Re this relationship is the most complicated relationship on this planet. It's even more complicated than your relationship with God. It really is. Because your wife is broken and you're broken. And if you don't, un if you don't put in the work to understand these things and include these things that I'm asking you to do, You'll just work so much harder. Your marriage will not get to where you want to be. And for the most part, you'll be calling somebody to get help, whether it be a marriage counselor or something. And I really feel sorry for you about if you have to do that. But the main thing is don't be waiting around until the last second. All right. Get help when you start, you know, when you when things start getting out of control. OK, so 
Now, that being said, you show you care, and, you, and if you don't perform intimacy outside, inside the bedroom properly, she will suspect you don't care about her, you don't love her, and that you don't care, especially if you don't understand communication, because communication is intimacy, too. If you guys didn't really realize that, it is. And if you raise your voice to your wife, if you argue with your wife, if you treat your wife like she's a work buddy or something, she's going to start you know, believing that you really don't care about her as a person. And that spells trouble for your marriage, your trust, and your vulnerability. The reason women ask for divorce, the reason women want to leave, the reason they want you to leave, the reason they move to a separate bedroom is because they no longer trust you. They no longer trust you. Um, and that is a big thing. And trust doesn't is not always trust of, you know, you mess with another woman. It's also trust that you're going to care for her, that you're going to be there, that you're going to love her forever, that I can trust what you say, you know, okay? Now, for her, this isn't conscience. It's unconscious. Another thing, women don't really understand a lot of things about their emotions. They just know that's how I feel. And a lot of times, that's why I try to get you guys. You can deal with that in logic, but most mostly you can't. You really can't deal with their emotions, especially you cannot argue with a woman with about her emotions because she's just going to slam you. <laughs> These days, you can't argue with anybody on emotion because they are going to slam you. You have to bring logic in it and form and then step out of it. Okay? Now... But here, her but her actions and her emotions provide the clues. So you, she, you know, your wife is not aware of these things, but her actions and her emotions provide the clues as to what's going on with her. Now we cover why premature ejaculation is harmful to our marriage, and after the after that, the negative effects of of, of premature ejaculation on our wives. I must bring up these critical marriage stats one more time so that we are all on the same page. Please hear these stats. They are very, very important to get you to understand there is a serious problem and how do you solve it? Okay. So remember, the divorce rate is above 50%. Some people say it's higher than that. I don't know. It don't matter. That's way too much. Okay. Consider how the divorce rate used to be like 10% or something. Okay. Other divorces filed. So, as much as 80% are filed by women. Think about that. Out of all the divorces that are filed, 80% of them are filed by women. So if there are 100 divorces today, there's an there's a 80% chance that 80% 80, 80 of those are women. Wow. Okay. Now, next, 75% of men are premature ejaculators. So that means that the stuff I've been talking about for three days, this is the third, for three days now, 75% of you are in that, are in this category. This is why I don't listen to stuff to me. Oh, man, she said our stuff is all right. No, no. Okay, we've got to open our eyes and start to realize that maybe we need some help in this area. Okay. Uh, and the last one, 90% of wives never receive deep and fulfilling orgasms or sexual experiences. This is why it was important for us to understand Women are emotional. They they need emotional closeness for them, for their marriage to survive. Women don't like doing things on duty. That's why a woman, if you say, well, you're my wife and you're supposed to have sex with me, she'll look at you like you're crazy, <laughs> right? I, I ain't got to do that if I don't want to, right? Women don't go good with the duty thing. Men, that's our thing. Men are on duty. We're an honor. That's what we do. Women, they don't roll like that. So this is why you've got to understand there is a problem. Something is wrong. Something is wrong, guys. 80% of the divorces filed are filed by women. And 90% of wives never receive deep and fulfilling orgasms or sexual experiences with their husband. 90%. And, 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 and that is the problem. That is a problem when women are emotional and they feel their husband doesn't love them. And the way you prove that you're one of the vital ways you prove that you love your wife is through intimacy outside and inside your bedroom. OK, now my program, the Catholic Alpha Marriage Program, I have found that the following four problems are the major causes of bad marriages. 
Please hear this. Please listen to this. Okay. In many, in the many years uh, I have been a marriage coach, I have seen some of the worst marriages. There's not much I have not seen or heard. Now I haven't heard everything, but man, you got to remember, I specialize in the worst marriages. So, which is what a wife or husband moves to a separate bedroom. Uh, a wife is asked for divorce. Um, uh, a wife wants a separation. A wife asks her husband to leave. Um, uh, the couple, a man hasn't had sex with his wife in more than 30 days. Um, stuff like that. You know, the only things I don't deal with is if people have, have uh, if they have, uh, what do you call them, restraining orders against them. I don't work with people like that. Once, once the restraining order is gone, I will. But if I, if I, if, if you know, if, if the couple ain't talking, that's a waste of time. Okay. All right. So next, uh, oh, and the reason why number two is men, they won't, most men want results now. And so if I say, Hey man, even though you got a restraining order, I'll work with you. And while your restraining order is going on, we can get you together and get you ready. So when your, you and your wife can talk again, she sees you're a different man. But see, 99% of guys ain't trying to hear that one. They want to come in and they want to start seeing results now and understanding things now. Okay? So that's one of the main reasons I don't, I don't mess with that. And I don't work with people that have been divorced, that have been uh, in more than two marriages. I just I don't work with people that have been in more than two areas. Why? Because the first time is a mistake. You know, I, we can say it's a mistake or whatever you want. You want to think about all the world, the worldly reasons of why we got to get a divorce. You know, we're incompatible. Uh, uh, we it, I was too young and all that silly stuff. You know, the, I understand. You know, people are young and boom, you know, things. Are, but then you get married again. And guess what? Now. You you know same stuff is happening. Then you get divorced and you get married again. That ain't me. That's not my field. First of all, if a person's been married more than two times, they ain't got no staying power, man. They ain't gonna they ain't gonna do nothing. They are gonna get in the program, start working for a minute, then they gonna quit. You know why? Because they don't got no commitment. That's what that's you know. If somebody come to you, been married three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten times. You go, dang, man, when you going to make a stand for something, right? I'm not, my job is not to try to convince you to save your marriage. If you don't have the, the heart and the warrior spirit, then it's nothing I, I'm the Holy Spirit really can do for you. You've got to have the will and the heart to want to get in there, get down and dirty, fight Satan for your wife. And if you ain't ready to do that, nobody's going to be able to help you because you're just going to be sitting there bitching and whining for all the sessions and stuff. Just like marriage counseling. People go to marriage counseling and they sit there and bitch and whine for an hour. I'm not, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for bitching and whining. Now, sometimes, a lot of times, me and the guys talking stuff, but that's different. We don't sit there and spend a whole hour on that, two hours of stuff, every session. No. And then a lot of times, the man, the man goes to marriage counseling and he don't say nothing because he just knows that his wife and the marriage counselor are going to gang up on him. So after about five minutes, he sees that's what's going to happen. So it just be quiet. Okay. So I have seen a lot, a lot, a lot of things in my years of this. So what I'm going to tell you now is these are the four problems that are the major causes of a bad marriage. And I'm going to do a, a, a podcast on these separate, I mean, not, not separately, but together and go more in depth. But today, you know, this, this goes along with what we've been um, talking about. Okay. So, uh, and, and so, let's see, um, these are the four, the top four major causes of, of a bad marriages, and usually a marriage has all of them. So one, the husband, number one reason for bad marriage is the husband is not engaging in prayer and spiritual warfare for his wife and marriage and family. That's probably the number one thing. Man, husband think he can get it all. He, he can do it all. He don't need God. He can get, he can do it on his own. And then he finds out he can't and he goes in panic mode. The second thing, more importantly, partaking in the sacraments of the Catholic church. So not only is he not praying or in spiritual warfare, he's not even getting the sacraments of the church, which really lets Satan know, huh, this fool's mine. He ain't doing nothing. I can just let, I just get in there and mess up his marriage real easy. Okay. Uh, number two, 
Next, I'm starting number two. Also, going to Mass every Sunday, confession, adoration, taking the Eucharist. Those are the sacraments of the church. Number two, horrible communication. Horrible communication. This is the, this is the second most popular reason for bad marriages. Horrible communication. The husband does not understand how to, how to speak and communicate properly with his wife. What does that mean? He's sitting up there. He yells at her. He raises his voice at her. He, he shows a disappointment in her. He tries to control her. He tries to argue with her. He tries to, he don't, he, he talks with his big mouth. He don't shut up and he don't listen. He interrupts her. Um, he calls her names. He neglects her over uh, in, in lieu of the kids or his job or his parents or anything like that. That is all communication. That is all communication. And that is the thing. Women cannot take that is very painful for women. When you do any of those things, I just said it hurts them to the bottom of their core because they're your beloved wife and they are hurt deep, hurtly. I mean, hurt deeply when you do those things. And that's what I mean when gas start. They get too comfortable. Women, they get too comfortable with their husbands. Husbands get too comfortable with their wives. They start doing silly stuff that they would never do when they were dating. Okay. Number three, number third reason for bad marriages that I've seen is the husband does not understand authentic masculinity as our Lord Jesus Christ showed on the cross, which pushes his wife away instead of drawing her to him. Men these days are wusses. They don't understand how to be a real man. You know, for example, wife comes to you and says, hey, man, hey, sweet, you need to move out. Move out? This is my house. I live here, too. Uh-uh. You need to go. Well, I need to go. Why do you need to go for? Then she lists all this stuff. I'm unhappy. And where are you? Blah, 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 blah. And so what does the weak dude do? Well, he goes, packs his stuff, and he leaves. Then you don't see his kids and his wife. Then he wonders, well, man, this ain't getting better. Of course it ain't getting better. You don't see them. <laughs> of course. Of course. You never pack your stuff and get out of your house. Then, because it's hard to get back in. No judge is going to let you back in your house once you leave. Why? What if you get, he, the judge says, okay, y'all stay in the same house. You got to do it. And then one of you kill each other or one of you stab each other or somebody gets hurt or something like that. Who's going to take this? Who's going to be responsible for it? That judge is going to be responsible for it. And he knows it. And so does the lawyers. And they're not taking responsibility like that. Okay. So people don't understand Authentic masculinity, the way Christ is, sometimes it's hard being like Christ. Sometimes it is very hard. Um, um, sometimes it's hard for men to understand what it means to be like Christ. What would God have me do in this situation? So what you got to do is understand, is it God? If I move out, is that going to help my children? Is that going to help my marriage? Is it really or is this going to let my wife go out and keep talking to divorced women, talking to her buddies at work, getting getting convinced? Get, I've had priests tell wives to tell their uh, maker to, to, to leave or tell their husband to leave. Because when priests got this and pastors, too, got this this notion of they believe the first person that they talk to. And what I've learned about women and children, you cannot. Totally take what they say hook, line, and sinker because it's all an emotional thing for them. So if you are a priest and some wife comes to you and says, oh, he's yelling at me and he's abusive for me. And he's and the first thing a priest should say, you know what? I understand. I really do understand all of that. So I tell you what, let me set up an appointment with your husband and let me talk to him. Then you talk as a priest or a pastor, you talk to the husband. You talk to the wife, and now you got a fuller picture. Even, even guys come to me. I don't believe every single thing they say. Why? Because people are naturally trying to make things sound nicer and better for their side than, they, than it is. So that's why I have learned to ask a lot of probing questions. Now, most people ain't going to lie about their situation because they think they're telling the truth. But if you probe and ask them questions, they will most of the time tell you the truth, and you can get a bigger picture, especially if you talk to the wife and to the husband. 
Okay, so being the man that Christ wants you to be is hard sometimes because a lot of times that will piss off your wife, that will piss off your children. And so you got to be willing to take that pain to do what's best for everybody, which is why you don't leave your house. Okay, number four problem I see with bad marriages and what is what we've been talking about for the last three days is the husband in most cases is a bad lover and inadequate at intimacy inside, outside the bedroom, which means he does not understand how to get rid of the pain, trauma, and inhibitions in his wife's life, causing a loss of emotional closeness in his marriage. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm not trying to insult you. I was the same way, but I had to get off my butt and I had to learn. Okay. These four things are, if you think about what I'm saying, you have one of these in your marriage or all of them, most probably all of them. Okay. And so what you got to do is, okay, how do I fix that? Well, you can't, the problem is you can't fix it on your own. When you get this kind of problems like this, you need help. The problem is guys don't know where to go. And I feel so sad for that. That's why I put my services out there. SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. Because once you get to these kind of problems like this, you cannot fix them on your own. You need a coach. You need some guidance. You need somebody to lift you up. You need you need to get your confidence back. You need to understand how to talk to her and all this kind of stuff. Okay? And not just that, what order to do it in. Okay? That's the most important part. What order to do it in. Okay? Now, that's that. What I've seen, again, as men and society, we must ask ourselves why are 80% of the divorces filed by women? How to, how to stop this as well as the destruction of our marriages and place the family again as the number one priority in our society and stop the power and money chasing? Family has to get back to priority number one, which means God has to be at all at the most high again. He has to be the most high again so that we start to put a family first, okay, in our marriage, okay? Now, let's finish the argument against premature ejaculation and the argument for becoming a world-class lover and the consequence to our wife if we don't. Again, let me read the quote from today because a lot of you weren't here at the time I read the quote because, you know, everybody, people pop in and pop out. They got to go to work and stuff like that. So let me again read the quote from today to emphasize our next point when it comes to intimacy and how vital it is. So, quote, if a woman does not obtain natural gratification from the sexual act, there is a danger that her, that her experience of it will be qualitatively inferior and will not involve her fully as a human person. It is usually the result of egoism in the man who failing to recognize the subjective desires of the woman in intercourse and the objective laws of the sexual process taking place in her, seeks merely his own satisfaction, sometimes quite brutally, end quote, St. Pope John Paul II, book, Love and Responsibility. See, gentlemen, this is what I'm talking about. This is a saint talking like this. And what is he saying? He's saying that men, we don't do it on purpose, but we don't understand what is happening subjectively to our wives during the marital embrace. And this is this 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 is a lot this causes her to feel like an object when she is not loved properly. And 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 this is he's not the only saint that talks like this. St. John Chrysostom talks the same way. St. John Chrysostom is a uh doctor of the church. And so this is why it's important that we understand that I am just not talking out the side of my mouth. I've researched this. I have implemented this. I've taught this and it works. But the problem I have with men is they'll go through a system that is proven to work and then they go, oh, I don't need that part. Oh, I'll do this part. Oh, I don't need that part. Oh, I'll do this. They sitting there doing the stuff they want to do and not doing the stuff they want that they don't they, they're not doing the stuff that, that they should do too. They're screwing up the system because they think they know more. They're in marriage crisis. 
They wife's asked for divorce and you're going to come in some a system that's proven to work and you're going to do what you want to do in a system. Does that make sense? That's like being on the building a car on the assembly line and then your time comes and you're supposed to put three pieces on the car and you only put two pieces on the car because, you know, that part, I don't think that part's going to work. Dude, get off. We got to get off our high horses and understand that we don't know what we don't know. And if I'm sitting here telling you and a saint is sitting here telling you that there are certain, there are a lot of things going on inside a woman during the marital embrace there that you have to prepare her that she feels if things aren't right, she feels like an object. If a woman starts to feel used, she will start to want to get away. And I know most men don't want that for their wife. I know I don't. I don't want my wife feeling like that. And so the protective mechanism in me goes, okay, how can I fix that? What can I do to make it better? What should I be doing? And, and, and you know, I don't, because I don't want to hurt my wife like that. I don't want her to feel like that. She's the mother of my children. The woman who I said I was going to spend the rest of my life with. You know, I don't want to hurt her. I want her to know that she's loved. And putting things off and throwing it to the side and acting like it ain't nothing wrong is a major, major mistake of men. Men come to me and talk to me. Well, you know what? I'm going to think about it. What are you thinking about, man? Your darn marriage? Your wife just told you to move out. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Anyway, so let's get started and get the last part of this of this segment done. Uh, we've got 20 minutes left. Well, we're doing pretty good today, y'all. So now, so here we go. Why is premature ejaculation harmful to our marriage? So premature ejaculation is harmful, harmful because through major toxicity in our blood system, we as husbands are unable to maintain control during the marital embrace. This in turn displeases our wives, which means our time over time, she will abhor making love with us because of her extreme displeasure and unfulfillment sexually as a woman. Again, just to review, you've got to understand that Success, um, sexual fulfillment and fulfillment and completeness as a woman go hand in hand for women. Okay. All right. So this is why you hear me say this. Okay. Next. Um, this will cause, um, if, if, if we do not learn how to control ourselves and, and do what needs to be done with our wife, this will, and learn how to love her properly. This will cause inhibitions, frigidity, and a low sexual desire for her husband. She will also unconsciously begin to feel like an object and used only for her body. Okay. We don't want our wife to feel that we are using her for her body. But guess what? If we allow birth control multiplies this feeling of her in her significantly. This is why contraception and birth control is a mortal sin. First of all, because it goes against God's ultimate plan of having all of us pure souls in heaven with him. And when we when we engage in birth control with a rubber, a pill, a patch, a diaphragm, a tubal ligation, a vasectomy, all this crazy madness, we are basically killing all of the souls that God has sent to me and my wife, to us as married couples. We are killing those souls. Think about that. It's basically pre-abortion. And so your wife will start to, on birth control, your wife will start to understand that over the years and she will want to get off of it. A lot of guys don't want her to get off of it. But women over time start to realize that birth control, basically, I'm just an object. I, he, I don't mean that much to him. Remember, love must have something on the line. Love is meant to be shared. Sex, the marital embrace, one flesh must have something on the line. And what is that? That on the line is, ch the, the, is children, is souls. Okay? Even when, you, when your wife is in menopause and you can't have ch children anymore, that closeness, you become an ambassador for marriage, you and your wife. 
And so if you're not making love with your wife and you guys don't have an emotional connection that's strong, you're not an ambassador for marriage because why? Because when people see you, you look miserable. Your wife is bitching about stuff. You bitching about stuff. You know, you're not close. And this is why grandparents and parents are so important. Okay. And birth control multiplies this feeling in your wife significantly when she is fertile and you guys are on, on it. Over time, birth control always starts to cause distrust in the marriage, just distrust in the marriage and a feeling that her husband does not love her. Again, love must have something on the line, and that is children. Without the possibility of children, sex becomes lustful, selfish, and demeaning. And premature ejaculation means that our wife is not having any sexual peaks. And without sexual peaks, she will stop wanting to make love to her husband and begin to think of him as a self as selfish and uncaring. Now, I hope that you got something out of that little bit. That was a lot in that little five minutes. But I don't have a lot of time, so I got to flood you with stuff. <laughs> and that being said, like I said, if you need more help and you want more help, go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. Okay, so now, next. Now we're going to talk about if a wife constantly over months and years does not reach enough sexual peaks, orgasms, what is the consequences for her, for her, her husband, and the marriage? Okay, so these are the things that I was been, I was telling you I was going to tell you that your wife, that you can tell if something's wrong with your wife. Like, and guys, this is why one of the things I try to get you to start doing is observe your wife. Observe her subjectively and observe her um, objectively. The reason why is because there are a lot of things going on, like I've said. And if you got your head in the sand and you just focus on your job all the time and you're not looking and you're not observing her, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. And you're going to look up and she's not going to feel that you love her anymore. And then that's when the problems start. Okay. So, again, try these things I'm going to say. If your wife doesn't have enough sexual peaks, and I'm not saying just one, multiples over years, over time, at least a year, okay? First thing is, your wife will start to have feelings of depression, okay? Depression is serious. It can be light at first. It can also get severe. Remember, the sexual satisfaction of your wife uh directly correlates to her feelings of happiness, her feelings of contentment, her feelings of love from you, her feelings and completeness as a woman. This is important, okay? The next thing is, if your wife doesn't have enough sexual peaks, she will have feelings she is unloved. I've talked about that a lot over the last two days, three days. You know, when your wife starts to feel unloved, it's not that she doesn't love you, it's she feels that you don't love her. You got problems. The next thing is your wife will have feelings. She is unfulfilled as a woman. I just talked about that under the depression thing. When your wife is unfulfilled, she goes out, starts searching for stuff. Well, maybe I should get a divorce. Maybe I should get another man. Maybe I should tell my husband to move out. I'll feel better if he does. Maybe I should work more. Maybe I should get another job. Maybe I should stop working. This is why, man, you've got to start having conversations with your woman so that you can under and, and that you are approachable and she feels that she can talk to you about anything because you want to know because why? Because you as a husband want to know, bef preferably before there's a problem, but you at least want to know when there is right when there is one. You don't want to be one of them guys that, that, you know, your wife don't talk to you. And then five years from now, you know, you walk home, you come home and her and the kids are gone. OK, next, your wife will feel um, she will have feelings of unhappiness, unhappiness, depression. All those things kind of go hand in hand. But if your wife is always not if she's not happy, man, if she's not all, she never gets excited about nothing. She's not excited about you. She's not excited about the kids. 
She's, you know, you guys, this is a humdrum marriage. Your marriage is mediocre. There's no passion. There's no fire. Dude, this is why. Okay. Next, uh, your wife will have feelings that she is unsatisfied. So unsatisfied, unsatisfied is I'm not satisfied in my marriage. I'm not satisfied in my job. I'm not satisfied with my kids. I'm not satisfied with my husband. So I got to go out and find my satisfaction somewhere. Where can I get pleasure? That's what I'm talking about. Where can I get pleasure? If your wife is not coming to you for pleasure, like you guys are going on date night, you guys are having great conversations, you guys are making love, you guys are going on vacation, you guys are intimate with each other, you know, then your wife is going to find those things somewhere else. Um, next, your wife will start to see you as selfish. If she is not getting enough sexual peaks, your wife, she can't help it. Because she's not being fulfilled sexually. And so what she'll do is start to blame you as her husband. Because it's the natural progression. We get blamed for every dang thing, don't we? This ain't no different. <laughs> okay? You don't want your wife and children to ever think that you are selfish. This is the road to hell right there. This is the road to serious chaos. Okay? And problems in your marriage. All right? The next one is your wife will become bored with lovemaking. So that's obvious, right? This gentlemen, think of it like this. Think of it like this. If every time you made love to your wife, um, you never had any pleasure out of it. You didn't get any pleasure out of it. So maybe the one or two times to be cool, but weeks and months and years and decades, think about it. This is why women don't want to make love to us because they're not having a good time and they bored. And this is why I ask you to never stop improving yourself in this area. Okay. Next, your wife may refuse to even make love at all. I talked about this earlier. What women will do is they will make love to you. Why? Because that's my husband and because I love him and he loves me. But after a while of not getting satisfied herself, especially when she enters menopause, she she will stop wanting to make love at all. She won't want to because why? Well, for what? He, he don't care about me. And again, I know you care about your wife. I know you do. But don't matter what you think, what I think, does it? Matter what she thinks. And she thinks that you don't. All right. Next, your wife will see the marriage embrace as a chore instead of a chance for unity with her beloved. Guys, we think that our wife, just do it. You know, like, just do it with me. Just have this mess with me, what, whatever, you know. But women don't look at it like that. Women, their body has to be prepared outside the bedroom with your intimacy. And then once they're inside the bedroom, you have got to complete the game. You got to score the touchdown. And if you don't do that, it's, it, you don't prepare her one. And then once you get in, she's disappointed then your wife starts to think I, that this is a chore. And look, you're right. I'm going to agree with you. You're her, she's your wife. Whenever you want to make love, she's supposed to. In the eyes of God, she's supposed to. I know that. But think about it like this. You know, when you go to work and you go to your job every day, many days you don't want to go. But don't would wouldn't it be nice some days that like you wake up and I just want to go? I just can't wait to go to work because I know I'm gonna have a good time. I know I'm making money. I'm 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 taking care of my family. I like the people there. I like my job. So what I'm saying is, man, this is what you want for your wife. Like, if my hood, if, if if you want your wife to go, well, I really don't want to make love, but I know if we do make love. Um, but I know if we do make love, then I'm gonna have a good time. He's gonna be, he's gonna, he's gonna take care of me. He's gonna be loving and it's gonna be blissful and, and it's gonna be beautiful. All right. This is why you don't want to be a chore because being a chore after a while, she don't want, she, that's not gonna carry, that's not gonna carry it. Okay. And then the last thing, the emotional connection will all but leave the marriage. So this is why you hear me say how important, um, that's why you hear me say how important the marital embrace is. The marital embrace is one of the things that God uses to, to maintain an emotional connection. Sure, in the emotional connection business, there are a lot of other things that are involved with this, 
but sex is the main thing, okay? And if you can't get that right, especially if you guys aren't making love, it's been more than 30 days. Man, your emotional connection is about gone. You know, you you cannot allow it to leave the marriage. Ladies, the same thing with you. You cannot allow the emotional connection to leave your marriage. If you do, it's not going to be good, is what I'm going to say. You're entering the marriage crisis, okay? Now, some, miscon- uh, some misconceptions. Um, so, uh, real quick, Matthew is asking, what are, um, let me see. Yeah, what are the effects of pornography on on premature ejaculation? So that's a good question. So what happens is when you watch pornography, usually when guys watch pornography, they masturbate at the same time, okay? So what will happen is when you are sitting there watching pornography or you masturbate, and then some guys will say, well, I'm watching, I'm looking at a picture of my wife and I'm masturbating. Same thing. It's the same thing. It's still, it's still, it's still a moral sin. It's still horrible, not just on your soul, but in your performance as a lover. So, what do I mean? When you're sitting there masturbating, you're trying to get off in like five seconds, in like a minute. You're trying to make it quick. So, what happens is your brain develops a trigger, and it's going to happen. This is why I tell guys: do not masturbate. We're going to go over this more when I go over uh, erectile dysfunction. Once you get that trigger in your head and you start making love to your wife, no matter what you do, you are premature ejaculate. You are ejaculating a minute, two minutes, five minutes at the at the at the longest you'll be able to go. And you don't know why. And that's the reason why it's because pornography. Pornography causes a disorder inside your brain and inside your and you're looking at it. Um, and then, of course, that along with masturbation, you become a horrible lover, horrible because you're only thinking about yourself. You think, well, I'm thinking about my wife when I'm watching this picture. No, you're thinking about yourself. Masturbation and pornography are selfishness. You remember what I said love is meant to be shared. Love is meant to be shared. That's how God made it. And so if I'm sitting there masturbating and watching pornography, I'm by myself. That is definitely selfishness. And that's why when you tell your wife, that's why guys don't tell their wife, hey, baby, I'm masturbating. Hey, baby, I'm watching porn. You know why guys don't tell their wife of those things? Because they know it's selfish. They know it's wrong. They know it is. Inherently, the Holy Spirit tells them it's wrong. And so women look at it as cheating. And it is cheating. So that's it's not only does masturbation and pornography hurt your soul, but to bring it down to everyday life, you will be a crappy lover and you won't be able to please your wife and she will know something's wrong and she'll just accept it. And you guys just go on, I guess the way you go on. Okay. So now real quick, almost done misconceptions by the husband. So, when our wife starts to have all these problems of depression, feeling unloved, unfulfilled, unhappy, selfish, you know, thinking we're selfish, you don't want to make love to us, then men, if we're not in prayer, if we're if we're selfish, if we want to blame her, then we start to get these, these misconceptions of what? Well, frustrated with your wife and become resentful. Well, she don't want to make love to me. So you get frustrated with her and you start to feel resentful. This is why ladies... You cannot not make love to your husband. If you have a problem with what he's doing, you got to sit him down and talk to him and have a conversation. Men, the same way. You don't want to resent your wife. Resentfulness is a very hard and strong emotion. It'll cause you to do stupid stuff that you would normally do. And it's very, it's, it's the Satan and the uh, the demons love that. It's called demonic oppression, Okay. Another misconception by husbands is he will blame her and think she doesn't love him. So men, we directly correlate. If my wife is having sex with me, everything is okay. There's no problems. So if we're not having sex, if she starts having sex with him, then he will think that she doesn't love him. It's not true, but the husband will start to think that. Okay. 
Again, conversation is the most important thing you can do when it comes to sex and the marital embrace, the, the holy caress, whatever you want to call it, lovemaking, conversations, man. And the last thing is the marriage will become lackluster and passionless. The husband will stop trying to win the heart of his wife if she doesn't make love to him. He will be resentful, as I said. The man, he will stop trying to be passionate about her and, and trying to, uh, to date and court her because he's resentful and upset with her. And so the marriage becomes lackluster and becomes passionless. And when a marriage is like that, it's on its way out. Okay. Now, bringing it all together. Whew, fellas, I understand over these last three days, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about a lot. And I gave you a lot of information. But that's what the marriage program is for is to help is to get you in, to get you a system, to get things to work out so that you understand how to bite the, what part of the, what part of the elephant to bite. Okay. So I understand how the subject of the marital embrace can be uncomfortable to speak on. It is. People don't want to talk about sex. They just don't because it's uncomfortable for them. But as I've said, men must understand how important the marital embrace is for women and the harm it can cause their marriage over time. Many would have me not discuss this, and that's fine. But I must ask, how is keeping the fulfillment of women in the forefront of our minds during the mental embrace, educating men in the knowledge of lovemaking, and building an awesome emotional connection in our marriage harmful if done with class and thoughtfulness? Look, look, gentlemen, we are in the battle for our marriages, our families, our wives, in our very lives. We can't sit back any longer and just wait for whatever happens anymore. Again, realize, as I've said many times in these three days, as much as 80% of the divorces filed are filed by wives. Are filed by wives. This is not a coincidence. We must pull our heads out of our butts and start asking, why is this? Wives are the heart of the home, and they are miserable. And much of the reason is a lack of spiritual warfare by their husbands and his inadequacy in the bedroom. Men are naturally selfish, and this transfers to the bedroom when they are not properly trained on the female orgasm and the needs of the women in this area. Ignorance of, ignorance of intimacy is a prime cause of divorce and annulments in America. Women don't feel loved, and with that brings disorder in our homes. How much longer can we allow marriages and families to dissolve because of our ignorance of our beloved wife's needs and desires? I don't know about you, but I refuse to allow my wife to consider the mental embrace a chore instead of a blissful, joyful, bonding experience between God, myself, and my beloved wife. Bam. Get live Catholic marriage help Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Gentlemen, so we are back, and man, I didn't realize that it was getting dark. I didn't realize it was getting darker in here. 
it's uh, about ready to rain outside and all the lighting looks weird. And I'm sitting here talking and talking. I didn't turn on the lamp or nothing. Well, it's, it's over now. Guess it don't matter. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, thank you all so very much for hanging out these last three days. I know it's been a chore. It's been a lot of things. I've been seeing a lot of things and going a lot of things going on, a lot throwing a lot of stuff at you. But we've got to understand how important the merchant embrace is, how it coincides with being as being a man of God, how it coincides with spiritual warfare, and how all these things help to defeat Satan. The intimacy, if I could boil down sex to one thing for the man, for the husband, it's humility. And removing ego, moving your ego from your bedroom. If you can learn to do that, and if you can learn to put your wants, desires on hold until your wife, for that of your beloved wife, outside the bedroom with intimacy and intimacy once you're inside the bedroom, you will see a dramatic, a dramatic rise in the quality of your marriage and your family because once your wife feels love gentlemen she will take your love and spread it to your children and that's when your family starts kicking that's when your family starts kicking so thank you for staying with me for these last three days i will see you next week and i hope again that your marriages start to prepare themselves and if you need help go to savemycatholicmarriage.com and uh, watch the, the free video and then decide if you need more help, you can schedule an appointment um, with my program. With that being said, we conclude today, as we always do, with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang!